0: If my mom who gave birth to me is a woman mm-hmm. and my wife is a woman, um, though I haven't asked her, maybe I should. Um, but if they're all women and also the boy who sits down with you and says, I, I think I'm a girl, actually is one, then, then what is a woman? Mm. Yeah.
1: Great question. I'm not a woman, so I, <laughs> I can't really answer that. Ladies, gentlemen, welcome back to Black and Blurred. Hi. Well, I originally planned to have our guests in the green room, but I apparently blew that, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Okay, well, guess what, guys? (laughs) You did blow that. (laughs) Guess what? (laughs) We got Team Party Pooper here with us in this episode of Black and Blurred. Monique, welcome to Black and Blurred. Hello. Again. So I'm oh, still, I, 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 I plan to do some banter, but maybe now I can invite Monique into the banter because she's in, she left the green room. Um, mm-hmm. It was hot in there. Apparently we didn't have the Skittles she requested. And so she's here um, for the intro. And when you guys, I want you both to get, I want to get both of your thoughts. Think middle high school, okay. thousands of years ago. Watch and it. Went, <laughs> I'm talking for, for myself. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> she almost came through the screen. On me. <laughs> so when you think um, talent shows, mm-hmm. what was something that was always done at a talent show? One thing that you always remember being done at a talent show, either you know middle high school time. Oh, well, you go first.
2: Dancing. You always yeah. had like a group that was gonna dance. Or a little bit of hip-hop with some step in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I know. That's true.
1: you got a step. You got a step. <laughs> yes. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Darren, what about you?
0: Poetry. Spoken word.
1: <laughs> the uh, What type of spoken word? Like
0: No, it's not spoken word. It's poetry, poetry. Poetry, like poetry. Like middle school, high school, it was like, you know, it was Langston Hughes. It was Maya Angelou. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, you already know what I have in
1: mind because- well, we went to the same middle school, different high schools, but we went to the same middle school, and there was always, both in middle school and high school, Yeah, there was always one poem I always heard at a talent show. We're going to say it at the same time. One, two, three. Phenomenal oh, woman. woman.
2: Yeah. Always. <laughs> All, I, Phenomenal I, I, woman. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. That's right. Yes.
1: All, always. I always heard it. Pretty woman wonder where my secret lies. I'm not cute or built to suit a fashion model size. But when I start to tell them they think I'm telling lies, I say it's in the reach of my arms, the span of my hips, the stride of my step, the curl of my lips. I'm a woman. Phenomenally. Phenomenal woman. woman. That's me. You know what's wild? It's probably dudes reading that in schools now.
0: Yeah, I know.
2: I can't (laughs) I can't. I can't. No. There we go. Right from right from the gate. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Right. I, I, I went straight right.
1: to it. I went straight Langston to Hughes,
2: it. Langston Hughes, The Negro Mother, is yeah, being yeah. read
1: yeah. by men. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, gosh. You yeah. oh, remember that up on
2: The Negro Mother?
1: Yeah, a long time ago. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That used to be my thing. Yeah. Langston Hughes. Langston, yeah, Langston, I think yeah. I, I, I was drawn to his poetry uh, more, um, just in general, but um, for those... Um, listening to our banter here what you watched at the beginning of this was a clip from the documentary what is a woman with matt walsh and we're gonna like talk around that but then also talk about like what we're seeing because we realize that um there are people who are probably just like going crazy right as they're watching these things escalate in exponential fashion Um, and so I believe that there are some things that kind of have, have been invited into the door, um, as a Trojan horse and then others have popped out. Um, but maybe we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit, but I think the first thing that came to mind when I thought about us being on with you again, Mo was backtracking and saying, did you watch, or at least have thoughts about the Kintanji Brown Jackson, um, what is it affirmation or whatever
2: yeah her, her confirmation yeah her confirmation um, that's right her, um yeah. and her response mm-hmm. yeah to what is a woman i just i think she just plays into to the narrative i think you you were being nominated because you are a woman mm. but now you don't know what a woman is so can we take back your nomination mm. because i'll be the first one to say that to me just makes logical sense. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what a woman is yet, I'm. I am. We are. We are voting on you and bringing you in because you are a woman. Mm-hmm. How do I know that you can do the job well? Right. If I hire a computer specialist and I say, "Do you know what a computer is?" and they say, "Well, I can't really define a computer." Yeah. <laughs> I would say maybe you aren't the best person for the job.
1: And you know what's interesting is that her full response was that she's not a biologist. You're not a biologist. She didn't say that she's not a psychiatrist. Right. Yeah.
0: So she recognizes that there's a biological, biological. component yeah, yeah,
1: it's biological. Yeah. Maybe there's some hope. Um, but, uh, but, but you made a good point because I, even before we kind of kind of got past that, the fact that the president had a desire to hire a woman, which I think that type of thinking, when it comes to choosing a, a Supreme Court justice um, from the onset, without good qualifications, you've already narrowed the pool. Yes. Um, Because we've gotten to a place which this is uh, something you've been fighting against for a a lot. But this place where our skin color has been exalted um, past objective. I don't know, reasoning, objective truth, you know, all of these things, it's taken front seat. Um, What did you think about that? Because I I imagine the president speaking and saying, you know what, I'm going to hire a black woman. And having black women respond in his mind to like, yeah. And and they probably did some of them, but what were you thinking when that if someone said something? Like that?
2: You know, I think that there's so much more to a person than their skin color. Mm. So to me, if you are only looking at someone because of the skin color, their skin color or because of their sex, you're going to miss your most qualified candidate. Mm. I also wonder if at any point there's a concern for tokenism Mm. or are you concerned that you just might be showing up or being appointed to shuck and jive does not mean that she is not smart, does not mean that um, she would not have the qualifications. I think though, when we limit or narrow something down to two such useless isn't the the word that would best fit but they are not they're they're non-essential mm-hmm. qualifications for this role. Yeah, yeah, right. to
1: be a justice. That's right.
2: Yes. Right. So when when they're narrowed down to that, my first question, like if it were me, I would well what like why? Why are you wanting just that? Right what are you wanting me to do? How are you wanting me to perform because I fit this characteristic? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, to me, it, it feels like, and I'm not saying this is what it is. I'm not trying to assume the intent of the president or anybody else, mm-hmm. but it feels a bit like shucking and jiving. Like, yeah, I got my oh, little new it's,
0: it's shucking and jiving. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's shucking and Right? It, it's yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. It's well, like I, I got my Negro, and I'm I'm working to fill a quota. It
1: seemed that once upon a time, people were aware to tokenism. I know, but now it seems like a virtue. Yes, it's it's a virtue. Hey, I'm going to pick up you, whoever you are, little minority, um, and I'm going to carry you. It's kind of like if you're playing tag and you have something, some you know, pick up something that you can't get touched. Mm-hmm. So you so All you right. hold on to that until you get to home base, and it's like, and that's how the way people treat minorities—they pick it up, and they carry you, so that they can be untouched in whatever political agenda or whatever the, it is,
2: Dang.
1: and mm-hmm. and it and, and it's become a it's become virtuous, yeah, yes, to the point where even Christians are like, yeah, hey, 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 yeah, yes. you get up front, you get up front. Um, mm-hmm. I went to uh, lunch today and was doing some prayer and some walking. And through a nice little you know neighborhood in Silver Spring, and every single one of these houses has some sign in it that says something that's foolish yep. Um, yep. one of which was it was it had natives on the front of it, and it said, "Go out and vote." but then it said, "For the many, <laughs> not for the few." and I said, in my mind, I'm like, don't you have minorities on the front of this thing?" Yeah, they're literally know. the few i mean <laughs> i don't understand but that's yeah. not the one i wanted to highlight what i want to talk about is this that's rough there's another sign that has maybe three black lives matter signs in it and then um one is just a n- typical black lives matter the other one is like a environmental you know black lives matter and then the other one is a rainbow black lives matter just me telling you that what what comes to mind what are you thinking about when you hear that and you and maybe you've seen signs like this
2: probably a lot of confusion one <laughs> uh-huh. but also virtue signaling yeah. you know like it it kind of reminds me of the riots like i lived through the la riots out here and it mm-hmm. didn't matter what color you were you was putting black owned mm-hmm. on your business shop mm-hmm. so then hopefully like the blood on the door
1: yeah yeah that's right that's right pass over wow this
2: this is this is all we're doing as long as i have my little rainbow flag on my front lawn and i have my black lives matter flag on my front lawn i got my tree sign just now (laughs) oh my goodness you did then then the, the woke crowd the, the crowd of, of the social justice warriors will pass over me. I am appeasing the gods of the social oh theories.
1: Okay, hold on real quick. Yeah, because, she over there prodding.
2: Oh my <laughs>
1: goodness. <laughs> she, she proched just now. What in the world? Jeez. I mean, why, that's so obvious what she just said and it's so profound yet I I haven't heard that. I have not heard that. Oh well, my goodness.
2: i never said it before. <laughs>
1: People are wiping their doorways with the blood yes. of the social justice lamb so that the social justice spirit passes over. Mm-hmm. And doesn't take, you know, the irony is so that it doesn't take their firstborn. Meanwhile, it probably would be okay.
2: So now, um, oh, that's so a whole other thing. That's a whole mm-hmm. other
1: thing. Let's get into this.
2: If yep, they're singing, Pass Me Not. <laughs> oh.
1: oh my goodness look hey Mm. that shirt giving you some powers over there (laughs) you got the different cotton on your shirt i don't i don't (laughs) she got the blended the blended so (laughs) so kamala gets the vice presidency Kintanji is up for confirmation she's a part of the uh, the supreme court justice and when these things happen we immediately see you know statuses and posts like now I finally have a hero for my black daughter you know I, I have a champion um, yeah. for, for mm-hmm. my, my black daughter and things like that um, is that is that does that bring joy to you is that something that should be preached against and taught against neutral just leaving it be what do you where, where what do you say
2: I honestly do think that to a degree representation helps
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: so it's helpful for men Young men to see older men to lead the way to show them mm-hmm. the way. Mm-hmm. Um, to speak too. into them, yes. Okay. But they do that from a leadership position. Mm. I, I think that as far as our history in America and color and all that, could there be argument made that you know blacks need to see other blacks and Hispanics need to see other Hispanics? I think I might be able to argue for that to a degree, but Mm -hmm. to the Christian, to the Christian, we should be looking for not that this woman or this man, um, you know, bears your same skin tone. That's not what the word says. The word Mm. says um young like the older women should lead the younger women. Yeah. And and the older men should lead the younger men. And it gives you a list of how they should be led. When we when we read through the scriptures, it tells you what are the qualifications of leadership. Right. That's it don't say the black men lead Mm -hmm. your black sons. Mm. Can I present a cultural argument that could possibly um or a psychological argument that says, "Hey, you know what? There is there is some weight and some bearing mm-hmm. to that, possibly, mm-hmm. for the Christian. The greater influence, the greater call is to lead people in the way that they should go, following mm-hmm. Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ." Yeah,
1: yeah, that's right.
2: So, but but in looking specifically at like Katanji or Kamala, um, no, I wouldn't want my my young black daughter to follow them. Because they leading you to the abortion mill, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: So then, my young black daughter does what? Aborts yeah. her baby,
1: right? Yeah. My right. young
2: black daughter follows in in the footsteps of someone who is a woman but can't define a woman. Mm. That just leads her into confusion. Yeah, yeah. And this is why, as Christians, we don't emphasize color over Christ. Mm. We need to understand, like, these are these are the biblical principles. This is the way that we lead our young, regardless of skin color. If skin color is there, great. But if not, you, trust me, you don't know how to walk today. Mm-hmm.
1: So that seems like the Trojan horse, right? Because um, the the conversation on race and, uh, and people had such deep lusts for critical race theory um, while while paired with a lot of ignorance. Um, I think to some people on the right, it was just boogie monster. They didn't know how to defend against. And to people on the left, it was this savior that was finally answering um, and giving us a cure for the sins of America. Um, and I love the work that you've done on that, bringing clarity in that and, and highlighting the poison of it. But uh, people thought that critical race theory was the fundamental, the foundation. Yeah. When critical theory has a nice little bag of a lot of different candies regarding Mm it. How have we seen the race conversation serve as a Trojan horse to invite to all these other clown world confusions that we're seeing right now?
2: Oh my goodness. Krista, my ministry partner, um, we've been having this conversation for the last two plus years Mm. and telling people, um, Instead of looking at it as like a Trojan horse, which I think is a great you know way to see it, consider it more as like a train, a very long train. Ooh. And right now you only see the first car.
0: Ooh. Yeah.
2: Now, maybe you're walking up on a very big car. And so you just you're walking up on a very big train that has several cars. So you might not see the engine, but you're, you've gotten to this one car and this car says critical race theory. What we tell people is that the engine of critical race theory will be critical theory. But the cars that come after it are going to be critical queer theory, um, feminist theory, right. critical child theory or critical child studies. They're all linked. They're all being driven by critical theory. Mm, so right. it is always critical theory. You just add what you're applying to the critical theory to yeah. in the middle of that yeah, critical right. race theory. That that's it, and so when people say, especially Christians, when they say, "Well, we need critical race theory to get rid of racism because racism <laughs> is America's foundational sin; it's the worst yeah. sin." I don't know why they think that it's the worst sin, but mm. you know, like you know, I'm not gonna go there. Yeah. Um, but. So we're, we're just going to take critical race theory. I don't want the LGBTQ plus stuff. I don't want the feminist stuff. I don't... You know, I'm not for the child theory stuff. But what they don't see is that you don't get a choice.
0: Mm, right.
2: Ibram Kendi tells you that plain. Mm. Like, he says you cannot be anti-racist if you are not also That's pro-feminist. Right.
1: That's right. Right. That's you cannot...
2: Yeah, you can't... Right? Right? Yeah. They, they tell you straight up... If you are going to be an anti-racist, you are going to accept all of these other things. And people believe, my mother used to say, you must not believe fat, meat, greasy. (laughs) It took me a while to understand that. But what she's saying is you must not believe what's right before your eyes. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. What's right before your eyes. And many people are telling telling you, but you just don't want to believe it. Mm. That this is really attached to many other social theories. Yeah. You and how can how can you now say in the language of critical race theory, we want to be inclusive. Mm. We want to be diverse. But when the homosexual guy comes into your church that's right. to apply to be a pastor, that's right. You don't want to be inclusive and diverse then? That's right. Mm-mm.
1: Yeah. Um I think what bothers me the most, I was trying to have a conversation about this earlier today. I was telling Darren about it. It's so frustrating to have conversations. Um With people who don't want to listen to you. Um, Not in that everything I'm saying is right. I'm talking about we're conversing. I'll listen to you. And then it's my turn to talk and you'll listen. But that doesn't happen. And so that's just frustrating. Um, But what what, kind of annoys me is that you do all this fighting. And you try to tell people about, hey, this is actually what it is. This is actually what it is. And they deny it. And then it turns out. Hey, that's actually what it is. And it just happens. <laughs> yeah. No. no no one no one comes and says, "Oh, wow. It's so wild that uh, you know, once upon a time we were talking about black people, now everybody everybody seems to be gay. What is that? How did that happen? Right. Uh, yep. Well, how did the conversation shift to the lg and the b to now completely erasing the, all those letters and just t? Yep. Uh, how did this happen? And to the point, Oh, you know, we're lofting up women and, uh, you know, women in order for us to loft you up, let's make you hate men and let's get feminism in here. Oh, oh, wait, now let's destroy womanhood completely. And let's, it's you know, I I know what'll stick it to the white man. Let's get a bunch of white men to dress up as women. Right. And let's have them win women of the year.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: And it just happens. And no it one, just happens. no one. I, I'm not saying, Lord. I'm not saying I wish people would come back and be like,
2: "Hey, yo, you was right." But sometimes I wish people would come back like, "Hey, yo, you was right." Yeah,
0: I know. I know. Yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, look, uh, he's still working with me, yeah. so I will clearly <laughs> confess. Yes, yes. Yeah. That, that pat on the back, that time when when you told me I was just whitewashed. Mm. In the comb, yeah. Mm. But now your church is splitting. Yeah. yeah oh yeah man yeah if you, it's if tearing churches back. apart yeah yeah now now that now remember when when you told me i was just divisive mm. but now you're pastor gay <laughs> hey hey can you can we can if we, we had the funk flex way?
1: bomb if we had the funk flex bomb so you know? now now there was a time me and Tulani were watching and i forget I think I texted Elisa when this was happening. It was like, oh, y'all got the four horsemen on here because I forget what y'all were talking about.
2: Orange Curriculum.
1: That's right. right That's right. Yeah. I came at the back end. My wife Talani was watching it, and I came at the end. And- How you
2: be texting Alisa? Uh, I ain't got hold up. Hold uh, <laughs> oh, let up. Me, let me just double check. Because, <laughs> yeah, no, nah, Lord, I don't see it
1: either. Oh, 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 oh. So we, you know what, and I need to talk about you after this too, after this episode. I'll tell you what we were talking about. But it's it's very interesting that you all were doing that on Orange Curriculum because, um, and I don't want to go too deep on a rabbit hole, but there are things being smuggled into churches because people are being discipled by books about Christianity rather than scripture. And so then you can have something like Orange Curriculum that comes in and people are so scripturally illiterate um, that they don't know. They can't sniff it out. Yeah, they yeah. can't sniff it out. But uh, uh, all that to say, I was watching it, and somebody took some shots at the end. I didn't know what was going on, but I saw Krista get your attention, like, hey, look, somebody's taking some shots, <laughs> and you did everything but this. It's like, okay, let me tie my hair I'm ready for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. We thought that was hilarious, but we loved how you all handled yeah. it, too. We loved how yeah,
2: you handled it. Yeah, no, no. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 a conversation for another time. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, you you just not gonna talk to me any kind of way. Yeah. Like right. like I said, I'm still a work in progress. Yeah, yeah. I you ain't just gonna. The Lord you know, knows. You're just not talking to me any kind of way, and thinking right. you're just gonna try and you know leave people in confusion about my character. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. That's right. That's exactly. Now I
2: here. I completely own my stuff mm. and. You know, have to have to humble myself. I have had to humble myself publicly, like. But you ain't gonna come up here and be like, whoopty whoopty whoop!" talking all this and, and, and causing people to question my like, character. The devil yeah. is a lie, honey. I will let you know mm-hmm. who I am and who I'm not. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's, I mean, because what we've experienced, um, is that those who come from the side of um, inclusion and tolerance and Love, passion um, right. compassion, acceptance sympathy, acceptance. Yep. Um, they hate us the most, Yeah, they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't mean to say they hate us the most out of so many people. I'm talking about out of the people we engage with and have conversations with, they're the they're most the hateful ones that attack us the yes. most.: yeah. yeah, they're the most hateful.
2: Yep, and and then and then when you when you say something, then you're crazy. Mm-hmm. You're bad mouthing people. Don't start a fight. You can't finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't just don't do it. And I, it's not to you know. I know that we're you know we need to be kind. We need to be gentle. We need to be respectful. And I'm there for all of that. Right, right. I am, and I feel like one of the things that Krista's really taught me is that when you look in scripture at how Jesus addressed leaders yeah. versus how he addressed the common person, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you got two different things That's going exactly on. That's exactly right. When, when you show up as a wolf in sheep's clothing to come yeah. and pluck off a sheep.
1: That's exactly right.
2: Oh, right. I'm going to fight. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go hard. That's exactly I'm going right. to go hard because we're not going to have are biblically illiterate sheep just being plucked off here and there we have to start speaking biblical truth and helping to people to develop and to grow in their understanding of the scripture
1: love does that right that's what makes me angry towards leaders who can watch it happen and say well you know uh, you know uh, the wolf the wolf looks hungry and you know let him eat a little bit what Mm
2: -hmm. yes
1: um so speaking of that um
2: wait I wanted to say something real quick, because you said, um, you know, these these theories and stuff get smuggled into churches and books. I don't think that they're being smuggled in. I would push back and say that they are being openly invited Mm, mm. to be a smuggler means that you keep it a secret. I think Mm. that for many, the pastors are not if they if they were teaching the biblical truth, if they were teaching Mm. about repentance and sin, if they were teaching about sanctification, if they were teaching about the character of God, but they're not, you didn't just Uh open the door.
1: Yeah. You have opened
2: the door and you, you just come on in. Yeah. They send people out to, to the culture. They look to the culture, they look to a Robin DiAngelo or to a Derrick Bell or a Kimberly Crenshaw or Patricia Mm -hmm. Hill Collins or whatever and say, well, this is what they said so we should do that too. You just bring in the pagans in to have a field day in front of your community. In
1: the name of niceness, being Mm -hmm. nice. In the name of being nice.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm.
1: that, That bothers me. Like Darren's shirt. Go back to yourself. Um, that's a sample that yeah, needs to get a little bit bigger, but I like that shirt. It's Ephesians 5.11. And Ephesians 5.11, I call the non-neutral passage. It's two things. It says, don't partner, but it doesn't stop there. Paul doesn't stop there. He says, but expose. Don't partner with unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say, hey, stay away from that you know dark stuff and the false gospel stuff. You know Just mind your own business. No. If you love those who are riding with you, then you're walking through a, lot, a field of landmines. Is it loving for you to see one step over it and then stay quiet?
2: Mm-hmm. Right?
1: No. It's not loving. Um, so let's, let, let's get to a little bit of this documentary because, I mean, I, I, first impression. You watched it. Um, it's, it was, it's, a, it's, it's very good, but it's a tough watch.
0: Yeah, it's a doozy.
2: Yeah.
1: It's a tough watch. First impressions after watching it.
2: I thought it was very well done. Mm -hmm. I thought it was. I I just thought it was done well. I thought it revealed a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, Matt Walsh Walsh Mm -hmm. is a thoughtful Catholic, and so I thought from that position, from being a a thoughtful Catholic um, and not necessarily an evangelical, Mm -hmm. I think he did a. a good job at holding true mm-hmm. to just a biblical reality mm-hmm. of the, the fact that God has made man and he has made woman. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I don't have much negative to say about it at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Could he have gone a little bit harder? Potentially. Could he have exposed more potentially? But I'm not aware of what his budget was, what his time constraints were, who right. he tried to reach out to, and who you know didn't accept. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that he asked the question and allowed the culture to answer the question.
1: He did. He did. It's pretty ingenious.
2: Yes, I didn't feel like um, anyone would be led. It was just here's the question. Please answer the question.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So I thought that he did a very good job at just presenting what the culture would say. And when I say culture, I'm talking about you know the academy,
0: yeah.
2: um, those in our our regular culture who are the doctors and lawyers, right. Right. who are the ones who are creating Professors. laws. Yeah. Professors, yeah. yes. So. I I really don't have many yeah if any complaint about it.
1: Darren, what what came to mind while you were watching? it?
0: I actually watched it twice. Um because the first time I watched it, I felt like a huge troll. Like he was just like I know I, I like I watch I watch Matt Walsh's um his his talk show and he's a troll. He like literally <laughs> Just even that clip we watched at the beginning, you know, ask you know the, the little jabs he throws in there. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll ask my wife; she hasn't told me she's a woman <laughs> with a straight face, right? He has this hint of comedy, um, but it exposes something so um, simple, uh-huh. something that we already know, and that's what mm-hmm. that's what makes it funny. Um, and he even mentioned this about the documentary. He said, you know, people always ask him if he had to prepare like how much he had to prepare for this you know i had to take a lot of thought and he said no i didn't prepare at all it's such a simple topic what is a woman i have a very simple answer um and you know if it was something more difficult then maybe i would have given it some thought but no this didn't take much thought um i just asked questions the entire documentary i didn't make any truth claims Mm -hmm. um i just asked questions and so I thought after the second time watching it, when I paid attention to that, I was like, "Wow, that is pretty, pretty genius." Mm-hmm. Um, to just only ask questions, and from those questions, you got a myriad of responses. You got like the girl we watched, and like this, this I don't know, aloof. Uh, hmm, great question! Like such deep yeah, thought and yeah, such an easy yeah. question, mm-hmm. yeah, which is weird. Um, and you get people who are offended. It's yes. Like, wow. Use yeah. the word truth. You know. Right. Um. People who are genuinely confused by the question don't have an answer Mm -hmm. um and i think that watching that is it's it's, it it literally made me cringe it Mm -hmm. was pretty cringy to know that and it was also you know um it was all adults these are people right who are grown up struggling with the question what is a woman Mm -hmm. um i thought that was pretty alarming thinking about my children them going to school these are their teachers doctors professors Mm -hmm. These are the yes. people who will be pouring into them. Yeah. No.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no. But I mean, grown up and highly educated,
1: e- yeah. highly educated. Yeah. So many degrees. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
1: many. Um, I, you mentioned one about the truth. I want to play that clip real quick. And mm-hmm. then I want to talk about why the Christian must be aware of one, what postmodernism is. Mm-hmm. um, And, uh, how we see it today and how we see it kind of plaguing society, uh, which this documentary highlights, I think, very well. Um, it's Obviously concerning, but it's necessary. So I want to play this and then we can talk about it.
0: I'm not so sure why what social um, in- interactions would have to do with with maleness or femaleness. That we. Well, I'm not right even to. talking about social context. I'm just I'm just trying to start by getting to the truth, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm really uncomfortable with that language of, like, g- getting to the truth. Again, in social why, why life... Is that, why is that uncomfortable? Because that... It sounds actually deeply transphobic to me. Um And, if you, and, and if you keep probing, we're going to stop the interview. I, if I probe I, about what the truth is? You keep invoking the word truth, which is condescending and rude. I'm saying to you, you... How is the word truth condescending and rude? Why don't you tell me what your truth is, and you're walking on... 30 seconds more of the nights before.
1: Am I wrong to say that the way that that is approached and the way that the conversation on truth has been approached by leftist ideology uh, is tyrannical.
0: You mean like them having a monopoly on what the truth is? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let me tell me, me, is that
1: too much of a word? But is my, there a better word?
0: Tyrannical? Hold on, let's look up that word real quick. I think tyranny has a, a strict I know
1: it, yeah. I know it's in a, a government context. Yeah. What do you think,
0: Mo? I mean, exercising yeah. power in a cool or arbitrary way, I would say, yep. It's tyrannical. <laughs> Nailed it.
2: <laughs> I mean, just based on based on the definition. Yeah. I think that it Truth is such a problem for the critical social theories Mm. that they have to get rid of. You cannot have truth. You cannot have um, like hard truth, objective truth, Mm -hmm. because objective truth goes against the narrative. Mm -hmm. Right. And we can't have anything in the way of the narrative. We can't what? have anything in the way of like your personal flourishing, even mm. if your personal flourishing is being impeded upon by hard data mm, or objective right. truth. Mm.
1: I have listened to, um, we were talking to, uh, man, what was her name? Candace, I believe. Con- uh, Constance. Constance. um, and we were talking about Jude 3 and <laughs> and <laughs> i told her sleep oh, i man. told her that i don't know maybe i don't know maybe 5 6 years ago i had stumbled across Jude 3 somebody brought them to me and i was intrigued because they were addressing apologetics from a perspective that i hadn't seen i i had seen the beliefs i grew up around them right we you grew up in the hood you know five percenters yeah. black hebrew israelites you know that, all those things, those those cultic, very smaller things that don't get addressed in popular apologetic uh, culture. And so that was what tr- intriguing. But then what started rubbing me the wrong way was uh, I think they were called courageous conversations, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and they there is no landing point. It's just talking a bunch of stuff. And not only are they talking, because I'm okay with a discussion, but the discussion is it goes hard against scripture you have a side of people who are for christianity and for the biblical christianity then you have a side that's against biblical christianity yet they all identify as christian and i'm like wait time out that pastor right there just said he doesn't believe jesus is exclusively the only way <laughs> can we talk about him real quick right and, and that's what that rubbed me the wrong way and bringing this full circle This idea that that's somehow virtuous in this postmodern society to say, look, you know, Jesus is the truth for me, but I can't say he's the truth for everybody. Yep. Have you have you seen this? Have you addressed this at all? Have you you know, Christians who might sympathize with that?
2: I do. I actually um, just read a book and I'm not going to name the book. Okay. (laughs) Because it would just start way too much trouble. Mm -hmm. Um, But the author, I I actually read it to write a review about it. Mm -hmm. And the author says, you know, and he is a Christian. He says, as Christians, we cannot participate as if we have the truth. As if we, like, have heard... The way that we should participate with others as a word from God Himself, but we have as a word from God Himself, Literally. like we have, right? We have the book, we yeah. have God's word,
1: mm. and He's a person.
2: Yes. So, I, it's it's the like that kind of thing where mm-hmm. it's like we need to also make nice with the culture.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: I'm yeah. like you. And I get it. I struggle. I'll be honest. I struggle with with the niceness idea, Mm -hmm. especially when Christians want to make nice and be nice and water down conversations that are meant to be true. They want to water down a truth for a culture that really wants to kill you and your God. That's exactly right.
0: Right. That's exactly right. She's
2: spitting facts right now. (laughs) That's exactly right.
1: I think that, that I, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. I, am, I, am, I, I go to the Lord, and I pray to him. And I say, Lord, grant me patience and long-suffering in conversations um, because people point that out. you know. And, and even I disagree with them when they point it out. I'm disagreeing with them. Like, look, no, nah, I don't think that's mean. But then I go to the Lord, and I'm like, look, please help me with that. If it is mean, please help me. But if it's not mean, then mm-hmm. keep me going.
2: And that's it. Give
1: me strength to yep. keep going, because I don't ever want to bend on something that I was never meant to bend on. Yes, because that's what I'm seeing all around me.
2: I'm gonna start using that prayer. My prayer be sounding more like, "Lord, I'm about to cut them. <laughs> like, if it's not your will, for me to cut them, <laughs> Can you please take this cut from me?
0: Oh man, oh.
1: That, like, because it's real. Because it is. It's tough." It's tough not to make this sound like a pity party, but in today's society, being a biblical Christian puts you in the minority of the minority. Yeah.
2: Yes. You are yes.
1: not only are you a, a minority because you're you're identify as Christian and you're gathering with the saints, but you might be in the small little mm-hmm. speck of hated people right. amongst the saints. Yes.
2: Right. yes. 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 Cause now you got Christian brothers and sisters calling you coon.
1: Correct. Yeah. Yes. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, okay let me ask this
2: uh i just closed my thing
1: up but let me ask this and because we're running low on time
2: oh i don't know when we're supposed to be done yeah that's
1: right you didn't i'm get just here notes. i'm just showed up yeah <laughs> I, I respect it um we talked so well, well we kind of just addressed it a little bit but i think it's i don't know i have my thoughts i I'll get you guys' thoughts if we're talking about truth we were just talking about Christians being unwilling and in a very subtle fashion trying to depart from the fact that Jesus is the only way to God, this truth that is very sacred for all of humanity, yet we're willing to depart from it. Um, and obviously, we're seeing around the church that they're willing to depart from a lot of things in culture. Um, I believe that I'm seeing Christians being willing to depart from things they know to be true.
2: yes. Why? You know what just popped into my heart or my head mm-hmm. as a, like, like an example. Think about when the, the Northern and Southern kingdom, the um, mm-hmm. Hebrew real. kingdom split. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you had, believe, Jeroboam in the North mm-hmm. and he erected this temple, not wanting yeah. people to, to travel into the Southern, you know kingdom he erected this temple Mm. and this temple was supposed to um be where they worshiped god Mm -hmm. except it was a calf Mm -hmm. but we just gonna overlook that part and say well you know if you just close your eyes and pretend that it's it's god (laughs) then that's this is gonna be where you can worship and they had two worship centers in the northern kingdom yeah one in the southern part of the northern kingdom and one up in dan in the in the Mm -hmm. top part of the northern kingdom but what happened? Ooh. They, they they started out. Yeah, we just going. We going. We're going to worship. We want to worship. Like we want to do good. Mm-hmm. But what happened in the Northern Kingdom? Doors wide in, open. There you go. It, what what what? We kind of start out with like a a good little heart because mm-hmm. it's not the true worship.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: The way that God has created for us to worship. We now enter into a false worship. We enter oh, into something that God never intended. And this is kind of what I'm saying. And I know this is a whole side tangent. Oh, but hey, at some point. It, but when you look look at the look at the whole issues of justice. Mm-hmm. God has set up a way in the earth by which we are to treat one another, a way yeah. that we do justice. Yeah, yeah. But when culture doesn't like it, when it seems too difficult, it's too for the northern kingdom it was a long way to get to the the temple down in jerusalem
1: right mm-hmm. right ooh
2: we set up another way to do it we'll just do it like this we'll still call it justice mm, right we just going to add social to it
0: yeah mm-hmm. it's
2: a whole different it, it's a different worship system and it allows in other forms of worship mm-hmm. it allows in the culture mm-hmm. they you start out wor- worshiping a golden calf
0: yeah right right, right. Right.
2: That you now call God. Mm. Come on.
0: That's supposed to be you a church. Have, come on.
2: You <laughs> it, you got—you now are looking at this social justice, this fake form of worship, this fake justice. Yeah. Because yeah. social justice advocates for abortion. It right. advocates for wealth redistribution. Right. It right. advocates for LGBTQ plus. It advocates for cultural justice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It is not advocating for the true justice no. that would happen if you centered yourself yeah. around the word of God. All right. Now, what happened in the northern and the southern kingdom? We see this in Micah. Mm-hmm. In Micah, it says that the sin, the ills, the stench, the yeah. infection of the northern kingdom has now trickled down into mm. the southern kingdom. Yeah. What are we seeing in our church? And That's I'm not right. trying to say that Micah is, you know, some kind of prophetic version of 2022. Right. I'm just saying you can There's look nothing and new. see that right. it's not new. The issues that we see in this this fake worship of social justice this uh-huh. fake justice format are now trickling into the church
1: yeah mm-hmm. yeah
2: and i would say it's trickled in so much that many of our churches are overtaken yeah but it started out i honestly think to a large degree in many churches from people wanting to not be racist to have good hearts to be compassionate that's what to i'm saying yeah they in, in in Israel they wanted to You know still have worship We just didn't want to go too far right. We didn't want you to go all the way down to Jerusalem It's the same thing with the social justice crowd Especially in the churches anyway You know how do we do justice But leave off evangelism How mm. can I address your poverty but not talk about your sin Uh oh
1: mm-hmm. Yeah We need to get anyway. an organ on the board Come on <laughs> That's All we got, we got Joe's. Come on, I mean, we got to get a fan, um, uh, with Martin Luther King on it, yeah,
2: and Jesus on the back, yeah, yeah that's right. right, that's exactly right, from what the
1: funeral home, right?
2: You know, the funeral home,
1: it's got to be the It's Maybelline Jesus, too. It's got to be, um, but uh, anyway,
2: I don't know where that came from or why, but it was no, that's that's that, you that's, said that, that is in
1: my mind. so. There's something I just said, uh, I was talking in the same conversation, I was saying, I said, hey, um without getting into cessation and continuation i believe that the office of prophet is gone it's gone mm-hmm. prophetic gifting exists right the the one of the main things a prophet did was take the lord's people and point him back to his word and his truth by being a mouthpiece for god we have the mouthpiece it's it's binded Together in Old Testament and New Testament, it's revealed. But he has a prophetic voice in his church that says, hey, y'all need to get back to this, to back to the basics. Mm-hmm. Remember that whole thing that James was saying, if you want to be a friend of the world and you are an enemy of God? Oh. Can you hear that? Can you see it playing out right now? Pastors, remember that thing you wanted to do when you left seminary, which was read the scriptures and then tell people what you read? Mm-hmm. Why don't you get back to that? Right. You're talking about your thoughts too much. Mm-hmm. Get back to the scriptures. Um, and we're going to start seeing more of those and we're going to see them get ignored. Mm-hmm. I just believe that. And that's sad, but not everybody will ignore it. I've already seen the fruits of that. I've already seen the fruits of people who have testimonies listening to what Center for Biblical Unity has said. We've gotten that from uh, people who have listened here. We've gotten it from, uh, I heard it from people who listen to people like Frank Turek or Elisa mm-hmm. Childers or, you know, there are so many Christians doing good Gospel-centered work in social media, and you may never be known secularly, but you're known. Mm-hmm. I promise you, it's known, and the kingdom rejoices over it. So keep that up. Um, I think we're going to we're going to continue a little bit, but we're going to keep it for our patri- patrons only. So we're going to close this time out. Um, Mo, any last thoughts about uh, what is a woman documentary that we probably didn't address, or if you had, if you had to tell people about? the war on womanhood right now, the one thing that you probably should pay attention to as a Christian, uh, what would it be? I did just bring that on you.
2: I think if there was one thing that I would call people's attention to is how women are being promoted And men are being emasculated. Uh And this isn't just a white man who's being uh emasculated so that the culture can continue to do, you know, what it does and things like that. And we're trying to get rid of power structures. No, men are being emasculated. It doesn't really matter what your skin color is. The black male is being emasculated in many, many ways. Mm -hmm. You just go look on on Facebook and that whole power ad for this new show that's going on. And this man sitting in here with Lee Press on nails and a weave. His passion twist look better than mine. Like you, we we need to understand that there is a war on men as well. If 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 the male, if the ma- the male voice can be eliminated from a society, do you understand what chaos? That will bring what havoc that will bring. If all your men think that they women and we all need to sit up and have tea together, Uh-oh. that's a problem. Uh-oh. Your churches will collapse. Yeah. You yeah. cannot have a church without a man. Mm.
1: We just um, we're seeing that already.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We're seeing that in a lot of a lot of men who have relinquished the role of shepherd as I like, hey, You go back to the Old Testament. You read what shepherds did. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Bro, this Let me is yoke not-
2: you up with my staff. Yeah. yeah.
1: Right. Come on, man. Um yes, wow. That's a good that is a good word. That is a good reminder and we need to be praying for our church. Um yes. we know in the end we have hope that because the church wins cuz Jesus won. Right. Yes. Um but uh the victory doesn't have to be as bloody.
2: <laughs> Maybe it does.
1: Who knows? Uh because the seed of the church is um the blood of martyrs. So, uh, but uh Guys, we appreciate you guys tuning in to this episode. If you haven't seen that documentary, uh, what's what is a woman? Go listen to it. I mean, go watch it. Yeah. Go watch it. It's it's thought provoking. Even if you disagree with what we talked about, please watch it. Yeah, go watch yes. it. That's what we need. We need conversations. We're also going to be doing a mini series. We've already started it. The first episode is dropping next week on biblical manhood. Mm-hmm. In addition Ooh, to amen. this. Um, And so we're going to be doing a few of those talking about manhood headship talking about fatherhood lack of fatherhood victimhood We're talking about all that from a biblical lens centering on biblical manhood So check those things out and stay tuned and thank you for listening to this episode where you are guaranteed to hear one of two things our humble opinion or the facts